with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Gumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold. I'm here with my awesome co-host, my only co-host, Alan Witch is in the house. Alan. I'm in the house. How Having a you? great day. How about yourself, Chris? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really well. You know, I'm having a great day. Um, you know, my boys are started, uh, well, I'd call it half day daycare, you know, kind of slash school cause they're young three and one year, one and a half years old. So I, you know, it's, it, it's exciting to see them go and, and learn new things and be around people. And then obviously when they come home, uh, you know, they can't wait to, to be here. They're, they're, you know, obviously young enough to, uh, to just appreciate being around mom and dad a lot. So, you know, that's always fun, but I was on duty today. So, you know, here we are now. You had dad duty. I had you to know, dad it, duty. It's fun. Um, and, and I know you can, you can attest to this. We learn as much from our kids as they learn from us, I think. And, and uh, it, it's fun to see it. My kids are grown now and it's fun to see that, uh, that light in their eye when, uh, they can look back and say, I understand what you're talking about, Dad. You know, I understand where you're coming from. And so, yeah, kids are great. Uh, if you have kids, that's fantastic. If you don't have kids, you don't want to have kids, that's great. You probably shouldn't have kids. But uh, <laughs> if, you, if you do have, then just relish in the moments because time goes by fast. It Speaking does. of time going by fast, we have a great guest on uh, today. Very, very um, excited about having him here. Um, personally for me, um, I've known this gentleman for a long time. Uh, I was thinking, uh, Reed, just the other day, you know, how many years it's been. And I go back to, you know, Dave introducing me to you and the, his twins hadn't been born yet. And they just graduated from high school and they're 18 <laughs> now. So I'm, I'm counting. It's got to be like 19 years. I think that I think that's pretty close to what it was. But uh, I, uh, I met Reed through a, a very good friend and uh, happened to be in uh, direct sales and network marketing and I was looking to uh, you know make a transfer from architecture into you know something more solid for my family and I met our guest and I have uh, just been in awe of the kind of gentleman that he, that he is the kind of uh, friend that he has been and the uh, the business leader and mentor that I've been able to sit back and watch uh, him, um, you know, in his genius zone, which is, I, I call it the read zone. 
and because he really does put other people first. He's the uh, the epitome of that, and so much so that uh, I dedicated a chapter in my book, Leaving an Impression, to uh, to read solely on Reed and how I've come to know him, and I call it compassion and respect, and, and I really do believe that those are two words that define uh, his demeanor, and uh, not to underscore or undershine his results in the past 40-plus years, he's been able to create over a billion dollars in revenue for some companies. Now, I don't know too many people that have done that. And uh, we're going to hear about some of his wisdom today and, and uh, kind of where he's at and the, the trials and errors that have, that have hit the industry and that he's experienced, you know, from the entrepreneur's mindset. And I just can't wait to, to get right into it. So, Chris, I, without, without asking your permission, I'm just going to dive right in and say, Reed Nelson, welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold. Thank you, Alan. It is awesome to be here. Thanks for inviting me. This is great. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait to jump in, Reed, and, and certainly, you know, just having a chance to uh, look over, you know, your history. You know, what I get excited about is definitely learning from others, and, you know, certainly with your background um, and that wisdom that, you know, comes along with that and, and living life, um, as you, you know, certainly have going through and building the things that you've been, you know, involved in and helping others. But, you know, what excites me is learning from someone who has that much experience, 46 years plus, in sales and marketing because, you know, the world's changed along the way. And, you know, for someone to be able to go out and uh, create in the early years of that type of career and then continue to grow, um, you know, in, in, in where we live today with, you know, all the things that have changed. I can't wait to listen. So I'm just going to listen, read, because I want to hear all about that. And, and one question that I have, you know, especially for a, you know, a gentleman like yourself is, you know, tell us about your business background and, you know, where did this all happen? You know, how did you become an entrepreneur and, and what was the mentality that you had to learn along that way? Because, I, you know, I always love listening to stories, and I'm sure you're a very good storyteller. There's a, there's a few yarns we could spin. <laughs> <laughs> but, but spinning usually means uh, lying or altering the truth. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so, well, you know, my, my, my uh, attitude of entrepreneurship came really early on in my life. My uh, grandfather was an entrepreneur, big time. And he owned uh, actually a couple of restaurants here in the Portland, Oregon area. And uh, I mean, like, I'm talking way back then. And it was he was probably one of the quote first fast food places around. He had a way out in the 102nd Holgate, and for those in the Portland area who know who that is, there was a, a grocery store called Holgate Farms. And Holgate Farms was aptly named because they grew everything. They grew the the vegetables and the fruits they sold and all that sort of thing and anything they didn't sell they made sure they brought in fresh it was really cool well he actually put a little uh hamburger stand attached to that kind of like what you might see at costco today you know somebody buying some food there or whatever well he owned that little place and uh, sold hamburgers and french fries before that was a big deal and uh and so from there he grew out to a regular restaurant and like that and like it went on from there, but my brothers and I, in the summer when we were in school, we worked there with him and for him. And uh, I mean, child labor laws—he'd be in jail today, but he's, he's already passed. <laughs> so <laughs> he had us working there long before it was legal. Um, but he wanted to teach us a work ethic, and uh, and uh, my dad was awesome. I love him to death, but he had a regular job, and and uh, so he really much encouraged us to do that. 
And so I think my first experience with uh, working uh, for a, a quote living as a seven or eight year old <laughs> okay, was working in my grandfather's restaurant. I remember it like it was yesterday, <laughs> you guys. He said this to me. He said, Reed, you may never get rich, but whatever you do, do it for yourself. Right. Well, you Love certainly that. lived up to that. You know, absolutely. And I guess uh, uh, I love my brothers to death, but they didn't quite pick up on that one. But I sure did. And it's one of those things. I love them to death. They're great young men or I'm not, I call it young, whatever. And so, <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, he said, do it for yourself. Be in business for yourself. And I always, I always had that in my mind, you know. So as I was going through uh, you know, high school and on to quote, college, which I went to for 60 minutes, um, <laughs> my long college career, I took English comp first. I probably should have took physical education or something. But anyway, so but I, I was a good athlete. I had really good grades. I had a scholarship to, to play some ball at a college. And, but I just didn't know if I wanted to go to school. I just never knew that I, that I wanted to do that or not, you know. And uh, so they asked me to, to uh, uh, go to classes at the local school here, Portland Community College. Let's take a, you know, take some classes in the fall term and then transfer up here in the winter term and you can, that, that's all legit with the NCAA rules at that time and all that. So just, then you can just transfer up. You'll love it, they said. So, okay. So I took that, uh, I took a full load of classes. I went to my first class. It was English comp. And uh, to make a long story really short, I left that class and never went back. And wow. uh, I wanted to make money. Yeah, I wanted to make money. I went to work in an auto parts store with my with my uncle, who owned a chain of auto parts stores in those days. And uh, from there on, I you know I went into the the life insurance business where I sold life insurance for a while, which had, we had our own. You know, we were independent contractors there, so we had our own deal going there. I had a painting business at one time, which, by the way, I don't recommend highly. I was terrible at it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's called refund their money. You didn't do a good job. And uh, so, but you learn, you learn things. But what I did love, I loved people. I loved talking to people and, and finding out about them, what made them tick. And I think that's probably why they're at the, the insurance company I worked for in those days. I won't give advertising here, but it was something. I broke all their rookie records and things. I don't mean to brag or something. I'm not trying to do that. But I just like talking to people. So uh, they, they liked it. We, we made a lot of sales. And before you know it, we were number one and wasn't I was trying to break records. I just really enjoyed people. And uh, that. so that's how we got started in entrepreneurship. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, when I was at the insurance company, I was introduced to network marketing. And uh, through an old high school friend of mine, and uh, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. It, it. it worked the same way as my insurance company worked, actually. A lot of people don't really see that. But, you know, my manager hired me, and he got a cut off me, and his, his manager got a cut off him, and so on and so forth. And I, I got everything I deserved. And they got something for training me and helping me and that sort of thing. So I didn't see it differently at all than anything else that goes on in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you said something really important. I'm going to interrupt you a second. That it's not anything different than any, any other traditional business. Uh, I think it's kind of bad. You know, it's had it, its own challenge, the terminologies and so forth. But in reality, it is just another great business model available to, you know, the, the young guy or gal starting out with a small barrier of entry. Yeah, it really is, and today, especially, I mean, we got involved, I mean, a uh, long time ago. We've been in sales and marketing 46 years, like Chris said. We've been in network marketing 44 years, and uh, our dream was to be full-time in a network marketing business, because that would be true entrepreneurship, you know, giving other people opportunity, helping them succeed, and uh, I couldn't do that in regular sales, because I wasn't hiring anybody. I was just selling, you know, and right. so... 
Uh, I could have done that, but it wasn't the same type of thing. And here was the opportunity to really, really help people do some phenomenal things, although the first couple of times were, uh, I wouldn't call it successful by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but we learned. We learned a lot from some of the very, very best in network marketing. And, and sometimes uh, you go to the, to the school of hard knocks, so to speak, you know, and, uh, and that's how we learned. But entrepreneurship started a long time ago. And that, that, we got off track there a little bit. I apologize for that. But it's, it's one of those things where that seed was planted by my grandfather when I was a little, little boy. I love it. And uh, I'm familiar with the school of hard knocks, my friend. You know, I... <laughs> Might be a, a few years younger, but I certainly remember the day um, when you know I made the decision as well that I wanted to go and 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 make my own money and write my own checks um, and go out and you know I often hear entrepreneurs say the same thing is you know when you jump off uh, the cliff that's when you grow your wings and uh, there's truth to that and and you know I certainly know um, all about you know that and and sometimes when we you know, hit hit the ground or, or we fall backwards, you know, it's just a challenge in, in our minds to figure it another way. And uh, I've been in sales for a long time as well. So it's pleasure to hear that this is not an old thing. It's all it never changes. Yeah, it's not a new thing or an old thing. It's been a long thing. And, and I think that anybody that's gone out there and uh, either A, has been in commission sales or, you know, have, uh, you know, only relied on what they can go do on a daily basis to create the revenue or income. I mean, they all understand what School of Hard Knocks is all about. Maybe we should have showed, uh, called the show School of Hard Knocks. Uh, Alan, what do you think? I don't have a problem with that at all. Reed, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think anybody who's attempting to do anything will understand it. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. You know, thinking bold is something that, you know, I think a, a lot of entrepreneurs have to do and, and not necessarily thinking uh, about, you know, what they need to do, but, you know, they just go out there and they uh, and they bang it out, you know, and, and they figure it out along the way. And people, places, events, and circumstances certainly come to those who have a good attitude about it. And, it, you know, was obviously the fact by hearing you go out and, and, you know, the love for people and not really trying to, you know, crush any goals or, you know, really, you know, top the charts or have an ego, let's say. You, you just wanted to go out and have some fun, it sounded like, and uh, good on you to, to do that. And, um, Alan, take us away on another question here. Yeah, Reed, you said something to me um, 18 years ago when you and I were sitting down, I think, in the Doubletree Hotel, nice linen tablecloths, and we were having dinner, and your Dave was there, and we were chatting, and uh, and you said something to me that, that, that is still set with me um, all of these years, and I think it's been really something very important between my wife, Muriel, and I. You said entrepreneurship can be a challenge it's a it's a lifestyle change and a life change and be sure to bring your spouse with you and you explain what that meant but it didn't sink in for me until more time down the road can you elaborate on that because i know there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there they're going to venture out into doing their own thing and they're going to change a little bit and <laughs> this is what i was under this is what i didn't understand when you were talking but about bring your spouse with you. Can you elaborate on that? I'd love to. You know, uh, you, you know my wife, Yvonne. She's awesome. Yep. And, uh, she has backed me. I mean, everybody said we'd never make it because I was 20 years old. She was 19 when we got married, you know, and, 
You know, it's never going to happen. You know, we already made it up. We knew what we wanted. They didn't know us very well. It's a problem. <laughs> we were going to make it no matter what. You know, but she's always uh, supported me in everything I've ever done. Everything. You know, uh, back in the uh, mid to late 80s, uh, as you know, Alan, a lot of people don't know, we went through a bankruptcy, you know. And um, <laughs> that didn't have to happen, but it happened because she allowed me to fail. She felt, she came to me and she said, you know, I was going to do, do something. And she said, it just doesn't feel right. And, blah, blah, blah. and I said, you know what, honey? I said, that's awesome. You know me, it's awesome. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fine. No problem. It's this Joe Promoter here, you know. <laughs> and uh, I was excited about this situation. It was really, really going to be good. It had tons of potential and all that. And yet she said, that's just something's nagging at me. Something doesn't seem right. But if you want to do it, let's go. You know? And six months later, we lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> everything was gone. The house, the cars. I mean, everything was attached to financing a new venture. And um, so, so I guess what I can tell you about, it's about support. I mean, if you, if you have a spouse that's really negative or not going to support you in something, it's probably not going to work. You know? Right. And, and so for me, uh, it, it's a really deep question, but, you know, uh, your your spouse, uh, and I'm the same way with her. If you want to do something, do it. Awesome, go do it. Try it. Give it a whirl. See what happens. We have enough, you know. Let's go. I was gonna say I have nothing to lose. In that case, we lost it all. But <laughs> I look at it now and I can laugh. It wasn't funny in those days. But oh my gosh, you know, uh, a spousal support is an amazing thing. And so whenever you're attempting to do anything, if it's a new business venture, if it's a, a decision you're making about a new home, a car, car, whatever, you know. You need to communicate with your spouse. It's really, really important. You know, when we started this new venture run right now, I uh, I was pretty darn lit up about it. I was I was really enthused. My attitude was over the top, excited, and yet I still flew home from where I was at. And I, a couple weeks later, I put her on an airplane, took her down to that company. You have to see what I saw, so that you can feel like I feel. Right. And, and all too often. Uh, men and women, both ways, it depends on who it is, uh, often don't do that. They don't let their spouse in on the deal, so to speak. So they're in the dark, and, and they don't understand. We, 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 we should want to make our spouse a part of it. Now, they may not want to be a part of it, but they need to understand so they can be supportive and positive. So, I love that. That's and, so uh, key, and I'm so glad. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm so glad that you, you, you said that to me. 18 years ago, because that has never left my thoughts, Reed, and everything I've done. So I, I contribute all of that to you. Well, thank you. Well, it's, uh, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Napoleon Hill, uh, you know, mentions, um, you know, that the fact is that the greatest mastermind, you know, um, to achieve things in life is, is between a, you know, a man or a woman. And, you know, I guess in today's age, you know, a partner, if you want, and that mastermind alliance is, is what, you know, actually two minds working, you know, towards something. And, you know, whether you win or lose along that road, it's, it's, it's about support and, and, you know, going towards the things. And he's, uh, he's coined, uh, you know, the, the, the phrases, um, 
you know, Mastermind Alliance and, you know, the Mastermind Group, if you want. And now today we see many of those happen, um, you know, more and more uh, when people are trying to amass uh, growth or, or wealth and people coming together. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's nice to hear that, um, you know, when you include uh, your significant other, uh, you know, going forward, uh, that support is, is really, you know, what really counts and win, lose, or, or you know, uh, or, or not, um, the opportunity to go out there and, and include them is, is, is certainly a wonderful feeling because then, like you said, they're, they're, in, they're inclusive to what's going on and uh, you guys can work anything out um, no matter what happens. And certainly in your circumstance, you guys went for it. And, uh, well, listen, let's hang on that moment. You know, something happened to you. What did you guys do about that? You know, not necessarily what happened, but what did you do about that circumstance that, you know, happened to you guys, and, and how did you work through it? Because I think that would be an interesting discussion. That is an interesting discussion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> could be all day. Um, we don't have all day. Um, you know, it, it's interesting you say that because in, uh, in, in that really, really great training program uh, called Lead the Field by Earl Nightingale and brought into the, uh, the recent times by Bob Proctor, mm-hmm. um, he says this. First, it's our attitude at the beginning of a task, which more than anything else will bring about its successful outcome. And it's highlighted will, because our attitude controls all these things. And so as we came through the bankruptcy, and uh, corporately, personally, everything gone, you know, and starting over again. I mean, here, I'm 37 years old, I've got a wife, four kids, living in mom's house. That's where we were at, you know. And so I had to start all over again. But the thought of not doing it again never crossed our minds. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do something again. No problem. We just got to find what we're going to do next. What is next? You know, and and so most people, given a defeat, stop right there. Mm-hmm. It's over. I gave it my shot. You know, I had a guy that I knew really, really well who had a chance to buy the very, very first Datsun dealership on the West Coast of the United States way back when. Now, if you're a young person listening to this, you don't even know what a Datsun is. It's a Nissan. Okay? Yep. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, people never buy Japanese cars. <laughs> that was a mistake, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> and a, a guy in Portland named Jim Fisher bought that distributorship, and the rest is history. And uh, so, but he said, to his attitude was, well, I have my shot. I'm done. Wow. That was it. One and out. One and done. That was it. The one and done. That was really sad. For us, so as I'm saying to you now, Chris, it's like those kind of thoughts never crossed our mind. It was just like, okay, screwed that one up. What's next? You know. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What's next? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an, it's a perfect question. What's well, a really pivot is, mentality? Right? Yeah. What's that? It's a pivot mentality. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can't stay down. If you stay down, you're done. And you know, I had these dreams and goals and aspirations. And Chris said a while ago, like people, I did have goals, but I know if I don't go through people and help people, you never hear, you never get your goals, right. you know, and so, but in our case, it was all about attitude, and uh, that whole thought rings in my ears, because I, Bob Proctor wanted me to say that, and read it every single day, for years, and I did, so I don't need to read it, I, I believe me, it's imprinted in my brain, you know, <laughs> but remember, first, it's our attitude, at the beginning of a task, now, you could substitute different words in there, first, it's our attitude, at the beginning of a day, how's your attitude when you get up this morning? Right. 
does it, does it suck? <laughs> or is it really good? Yeah. It's going to be a great day, you know. <laughs> First, how's our attitude at the beginning of, 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 of anything, of this phone call? How, what am I looking at at the beginning of that task, you know? And, of course, it says, which more than anything else will bring about a successful outcome. It doesn't say it might. It says it will. So our attitude is everything. And, and frankly, uh, guys, that, when the, when the bankruptcy was done, everything was kind of cleaned up. We kind of, okay, take a deep breath, and uh, what's next? Let's make a plan. That's what we did. I love it. I, I just love that powerful question. I, I mean, it's it's a simple question, but it certainly um, brought you guys to, um, you know, the action steps or, or you know, the thought process and, and actually step back and, and, uh, and learn, I'm sure, for, you know, from the things that have happened, what you won't do again. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's what life's all about is learning from those things and then planting those seeds that you learn, you know, forward. And um, I, I, lo- I love that story. I love that question. So, you know, for our audience out there, that's why you need your journal because these are the golden nuggets that come out. And, you know, you might be going through something similar or, you know, something has happened to you in the past and maybe you gave up a little bit. You know, and I often, you know, hear the same stories about people stopping about three inches from goal. And, you know, that's not much uh, much room to go in, in order to get the things you really want. And, and often, uh, you know, people get stifled. And, and we all get stifled. I mean, no one goes through life unscathed, you know, in any way, whether it's financial, you know, relationships or health, you know, sort of the three big ones in life. But... You know, it's about getting up and, and moving on and asking that great question, what next? And I love that. So thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. You know, we talked about uh, about pivoting a little bit about uh, looking, you know, what's next. Not, you know, why did it happen, but what's next. And an entrepreneur, I think, has to, has to did I just say manure or entrepreneur? <laughs> I, I meant to say entrepreneur. So Who I knows with you, Alan? Who knows with you? <laughs> we'll never know until I re-listen to this. But I think every entrepreneur has to be able to pivot, but they've also got to be able to look at what's happening in the industry, in the industry proper, in the industry large. And Reed, I, I, I think I want to ask that question of you is what have you seen in the industry of, uh, of entrepreneurship and of direct selling and of sales the last you know, 10, 15 years, and where do you see it headed in the next four to five years? Great question. You know, uh, I see nothing but building up and get, getting steam, going faster and faster. You know, uh, economic conditions, I mean, people can say what they want. They're not good. I mean, really, come on. <laughs> it's, not, it's not good. There are more part-time minimum wage jobs out there than ever before, you know, mm-hmm. but those aren't making people a living. They're just and not like paying their bills, really. So there's a lot of people looking for ways to create income. You know, uh, there are people, there are mothers out there who would like to stay home with their kids more, but they've got to replace their income before they can do that. I mean, I mean, the list goes on and on. There, there's 80% of the people who have a job don't like them. We already know that. They're just doing it for the, the big dollar. They have to pay their bills, right? And so that's why they're working. They're working to make money. And if they could do something they could fall in love with doing and make that money, probably 80% of them still wouldn't do it, but 20% would. And those are the people we're looking for on a daily basis, you know, to find those people who have just that little bit of a dream to make a change, to take, a, take the risk to do something great. Like you guys say, be bold, step out, do something, you know? And so in the direct sales industry, I mean, it pales 
the other industries around the world, but the food industries, trillions of dollars, of course, and healthcare and all those things. But in the direct sales network marketing industry, is hundreds of billions of dollars. And, uh, you know, last year, over, and I couldn't tell you an exact number, but I know this number, it's over $70 billion was paid out in commissions to people just like us. $70 billion. So people say, can you make money doing that? Well, yeah. Yeah, you can. Legitimately and excitedly and honestly, you know, you can, you can make money, you can help people, you can have fun while you're doing it, all those things. And I believe, you know, that attitude thing comes through to this as well you guys, because it's one of those things where if I've got a smile on my face, I go out the door, people, what's he up to? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's going on with him? He's smiling. People, get in the freeway at rush hour. See, see how many smiling faces you see. <laughs> I try not to get on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And, uh, and so it's like, I love working from home because it's so much better and I get out and try to go, oh, crap, these people still do that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, well, the ones but, that are happy are either smoking weed or they're really happy, one of the two. Yeah, it's legal now if they can do it. You know, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, uh, the industry is, is in a growth period as well. You know, uh, there's a lot of companies in the direct sales industry or the network marketing industry because uh, some of them are considered true direct sales companies, not necessarily network marketing companies. Um, but, you know, everybody thinks it's a great idea. So Joe Blow throws his money in and goes out and gets something going then fails. And, uh, uh, and which is true in any business, by the way. It's not because all these network marketing companies fail. You know, you guys know how many businesses fail just traditionally. Right. Only five percent ever make it. So um, I think our numbers are better than that. Frankly, much better. And so it's something that uh, a lot of people look at it, but they're looking at the wrong things. You know. And, and for me, you know, th there was a great book written, and I know you, both of you have read it, "The Business of the Twenty First Century" with uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the comments he makes in this is, who's running the ship? <laughs> That's yeah. a very legitimate question. Who's running that ship? Is it somebody with experience and talent and knowledge and, 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 and a vision and, you know, all those things? Or is it somebody who just rolled the dice, God, we're going to make some money? You know, I want to be with that visionary person, you know? And, and so a lot of companies are coming and a lot of them are going. But there's going to be a few that hang around for the long term. I mean, decades and decades and decades. And you're going to want to hook your horse to one of those. <laughs> one of those people, one of those companies, because I'm telling you what, um, it is happening, it's going to happen. And if you're looking for ways to create income, I mean, a small amount of income, just a supplementary thing to supplement what you have or a full-time career change, it's all there. It really, really is. And it's going to be getting more and more so, simply because of the way economic conditions are. And uh, we know now that uh, probably... Uh, you know, 10 years from now, 40% of the jobs that are there now won't even exist anymore. Yeah. So Absolutely. it's uh, pretty interesting times. It certainly is. And, you know, with technology and in the way, you know, social media is uh, working and, and how people can extend, um, you know, the barrier to entry um, is eliminated, um, you know, for anybody to get online and, and connect with others. And, and, you know, that's what network, you know, marketing is really about is connecting with others and sharing, um, you know, something good, assuming that you're with, as you mentioned, you know, a company that's going to be long lasting and provides a, you know, either a, a really good service or, you know, be a, a really great product. Uh, so let's make those assumptions that, you know, both of those, those are in play. And, you know, living, uh, you know, today's world and, and, and how it, 
many people are coming, you know, into this world. It's estimated by 2020, you know, maybe 9 billion uh, plus or, you know, it's just unbelievable growth. You know, the fact of getting on a highway, as we just mentioned, is just undesirable. And obviously, that's why people are, are not happy. You know, it's so funny. Um, I started in network marketing as a, as a young 17-year-old with Amway. And, you know, that was one of my best times of my life for a growth and learning perspective. Because to your point about attitude, man, I was around people that were just fantastic um, thinking, you know, big, um, reading great books, sharing so much great information. And, um, you know, that was just a time when I was able to pl- blossom and I, and I fell in with, you know, in love with residual money. <laughs> residual money, uh, is not, uh, you know, something where you can go to work and, you know, and, and, and work, you know, for a, a period of time and then, you know, leave your work and then they just keep paying you. <laughs> um, but, you know, certainly with network marketing, that's the case. I, I'd love to hear about your success in, in network marketing. If you can share some of those maybe early years, you know, in terms of some of the things that you learned along the way, um, because not everybody gets a chance to listen to someone who, you know, maybe at the time, um, you know, looking back, you know, you didn't know what you didn't know. Um, and I just love to hear sort of your, you know, process of growth and how you learned and, and, and what, you know, was given to you really that you had no idea was, uh, was even possible because I, I think that's what's, you know, holding a lot of people back and, and getting your perspective on that because we do have a lot of people that are, you know, listening to this show and, and want to do something to add to their income. Uh, they, you know, like we talked about getting a traditional business and, and putting product on a shelf. I mean, that just seems like so much risk in my mind, you know, in comparison to what you can go do and join a, you know, really great company that offers something up great. So give us a, a little bit of insight to your, you know, success along network marketing and, and what you experienced. Glad to do that. You know, and the other part of that, where you're talking about store shelves and things, the, the, I, I believe the days of the brick-and-mortar business are leaving very quickly. Mm-hmm. Totally you know, agree. And you can buy everything online you want, so it's not sure. like you have to go to the store, unless you just like go shopping, you know, but that, that those days are pretty well done. You still go to stores and things, but uh, it's not nearly like it was at one time. But, you know, you're right about that vision of the residual income. You know, that's why we got involved in network. That's why I got involved in life insurance business years and years ago, simply because of residual income. The guy sold me on the fact I could sell it once and get paid over and over and over again on it. You know? Yeah, and, beautiful. Uh, so that, that whole idea of residual income was very luring, you know? And so uh, our first uh, network company, um, when I was 20, <laughs> was Amway, kind of like yours. And uh, we, however, had the best of all worlds. Not only did we have a, a good company, Amway's a good company, but we had upline support to die for. I mean, we had training and support, and we, the great majority of people in network marketing are left as orphans. <laughs> you know, they, they get sponsored, and it's, it's a mud-throwing contest, you know. Nobody sticks around long enough to help you actually do what you want to do. And if you don't know what you're doing, it doesn't last very long, you know. So we were just uh, fortunate to beat the band, to have wonderful sponsors, good uplines, and learn from some of the very, very best in that company. And yet we still didn't really make a lot of money, you know? We went to all the seminars, went to all the rallies, all the stuff, 
you know, the leadership conferences down to Disney and all those types of things with the company. Learned, we learned a lot. By the way, personal growth is the other missing element in some of these companies. Some of these companies don't really care about personal growth, but personal growth is everything. You know, and so if you're not reading good books, if you're if you're not doing those things, the company doesn't promote personal growth. You're probably in the wrong company. Just by, just as a sidelight there. But uh, so that first, we were in that business about 11 years. I mean, I wouldn't say we didn't give it a good shot. We did. Uh, uh, we were there a long time. So we worked that business on top of the the uh, insurance company that we worked with and all those sort of things all the time. So we were gone a lot and worked really really hard for that dream. But just kind of never happened, you know. And uh, so after just under 11 years of that, we we decided to just walk away. We just walked away from it. And, uh, and my wife said to me one day, you know what, if I just, you just put more money into your other business, you'll make as much money as we're making here. But what we didn't realize at the time was that personal growth thing had also propelled the other business to more growth. Because right. I was a different person. She was a different person. We were growing, you know. So that was really an interesting situation. So we learned from that experience. And then we went to another company called NSA, which was a, a company that uh, sold air filters and water filters in those days. And, and it was a good company. Now they're, now they're known for something else. But, it's, you know, we learned a lot there, made a little bit of money. It was good. But, you know, just it didn't fall in love with it, so to speak. And so tried to handle a couple other companies. I want to get into all of them and all that stuff. But then we ran into a company we just uh, walked away from here about seven months ago. And... Uh, um, you know, we stayed there for 25 years, guys, 25 years, wow. and a uh, long time. We did, and I don't say this to boast, don't get me wrong, I just want people to get an idea of how big this can really be, you know. Um, our groups did over $4 billion in revenue, wow. $4 billion. Um, our groups were paid over $2 billion in commissions. So uh, 150 people in our group made over a million dollars. So, I mean, it was a big deal. It's a really big deal, yeah, and uh, so had a great time, did a lot of good things, and uh, but there again, learning happens, right? And uh, some things change. Sometimes uh, change isn't necessarily for the good. In our case, it definitely was not, and uh, so we made a, a decision. And that decision was walk away, start over. Now I've had people tell me, "Are you nuts?" You know, you've averaged a hundred thousand plus dollars a month for twenty-five years, and you're just going to walk away. I went, yeah, just walking away, because the lack of integrity sometimes is just blinding. It has to be more than the money, and uh, and so we we literally made that decision. It was kind of you know, some people say it took some guts. I'm not sure it was stupid or gutsy. I'm, I'm still in that decision mode there, <laughs> but but it was. Uh, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy at all, and. Um, what was happening, and uh, I could see people getting hurt and things like that. So, you know what? We're done. And so we walked away, and some friends of mine, Dennis Estes and uh, Tony Scoma and Mac McDonald, Pat Terry, we all went on a search to find a new place to call home. And, uh, and I say that really sincerely. We were looking for a home, not a business. Looking for a place we could call home so that if somebody wanted to come with us or come follow us, they, they could feel comfortable that we had done and done our due diligence and really looked. And uh, we started with 20 companies, we went down to four, went down to two, went to one. And it came down, you guys, to an owner. Like uh, he said in his book, Robert Kiyosaki, who's running the ship, right? And we yeah. found a guy named Ken Brailsford, um, who founded the company called Zija, which is the company that I'm with now. And uh, I tell people every day, when I met this man, I used, you ever just know that you know something? Mm-hmm. 
you know, I've been looking for that. And I, it was, I was looking for the feeling. I wasn't looking for the, the comp plan or the product. I was looking for that feeling. Because if I had the feeling, the integrity of the person, the product, all the other things would follow, you know. Because a guy with high morals and high integrity wouldn't put out a bad product. It just wouldn't happen, you know. So we met this guy. I've, I tell people all the time, if that guy was bagging dog poop by hand, I'd be in with him. That's the kind of guy he is. <laughs> Great man. And uh, but fortunately for us, there's a good comp plan. There's a wonderful product. There's everything that we were looking for all wrapped up in one neat package. And uh, so, you know, sometimes as you go through life, life deals you blows. You guys have both been there. You know that from, from business challenges to health challenges to whatever it might be, you know. And there again, okay, what are you going to do about it? If something's not right or something's not working the way you want it to do, something has to change, right? Either we do or they do or something. Um, but uh, in our case, a lot of people stay the course there. That's great. I have all the respect in the world for that. But for me um, and my family, we, have, we needed to move on and because I just couldn't deal with the, the lack of integrity in some of those situations. So, you know, but, but I have a lot of faith in myself and my beautiful bride, and uh, we did it once, we'll do it again. We're already doing it. So it's, uh, it, it, that's the attitude you have to have, right? That's that, that, that the door that is just, you know, if you, when, God, when the door shuts, God opens another one. That's right. I look at it. Right. And uh, that door shut, doggone it, we found another one, and we're on the road again. All over again. You know what? It's uh, on some in some areas, and if you're listening to this for the first time, maybe it's kind of scary. In other ways, it's the most exhilarating thing I've ever done. Right. It's exciting. It's a renewal of energy and faith, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. I love it. And uh, you know, change and learning um, is absolutely something that you know for. You know, our audience out there listening and, and, and listening to Reed's story about, you know, the fact that he was certainly, you know, wealthy, um, but there's a lot more, you know, something deeper, and it's about being happy, and, um, you know, when your integrity is challenged, that's when, you know, those decisions um, need to be made and, and, you know, that look in the mirror uh, and, the, and maybe that chat in your head that you have to have. And, you know, I certainly have been in that circumstance, Reed, so I know exactly, you know, making a decision and walking away and then starting over and, you know, asking that great question that we talked about just earlier. What next? And uh, what a great story. Thanks for sharing. Alan, what do we, uh, what do we have for Mr. Reed Nelson? Team. Entrepreneurs, you know, I, I I think there's this there's this misnomer about entrepreneurship is that uh, no matter what industry you're in, it's a it's a solo journey. If you talk to most of the most successful entrepreneurs across any kind of industry, any kind any kind of perspective, uh, any nation, uh, continent, you know, age, you know, gender, whatever the case may be, they never did it alone. They created a team of people. Now that team of people may be in the background, uh, but they pee it. They, you know, they they carry a, a, a real key role in the development um, of that business and you know network marketing is, is no different in fact uh, you know having a team around you and you alluded to that a little bit ago about about Tony and some of the other folks um, tell me about the tell us about that that conversation you had with your current team about you having to pivot you and Yvonne having to pivot and go in a different direction. Now I know they weren't they you know they knew what was going on, but they hadn't yeah. they hadn't been privy to your decision to pivot. How did that conversation come about? 
Well, I had done my very, very level best to change, to make change and make some positive change things happen. And when I failed, um, <laughs> big time, I, I, <laughs> I remember walking out the door, getting in my car. I was angry, guys. I was angry. I was shaking. I was so mad. And uh, uh, tears. It was just so upset. And the first person I called was Yvonne, my wife, of course. And I called her and said, honey, it's over. We got to go do something else. I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. The second call I made was to Dennis Estes. And uh, Dennis is one of my dearest friends, one of the most successful men I know, probably the best trainer I've ever met in my lifetime. And I've met some great ones, but he's the very, very best I've ever seen. And then I called Tony Scoma after that. And, uh, and then the Dennis called uh, Mac McDonald and Pat Terry up in the Seattle area, who were friends, were friends of all of us. And, uh, and uh, they said, in, in every case, in Dennis's case, okay, where are we going? Let's do this. Just, it wasn't even a blink of an eye. Yeah, they knew what was going on, had some foreknowledge of it, but no decisions had been made. And when I said to them, I'm done, they were done too. It was just bang. It was almost instantaneous. There wasn't a lot of questions. There wasn't a lot of ifs, ands, what do we do in this case, what do we do in that case. It was just, okay, let's go. And, uh, and, and there we went. You know, it, the team, you know, together everyone achieves more. We've all heard those acronyms and things, you know. Um, but you know who your team is when, and they're not, they're not following blindly, but there's so much trust there, mm-hmm. you know, um, that they kind of, they think like we think and they know how we think and they, we've been around each other so long that there's just a massive amount of trust there. And of course with Yvonne and I, this is beyond the word trust. It's super trust. I don't know what to call it. It's just it's almost just a spiritual trust, you know, and it's really, really good. And with the other folks, it's the same thing. We're on a different level together of communication and trust. And so we made the calls, went on a search and made the change. You know, it was. A, it sounds simplistic, and it really quite is. Sometimes I think uh, people make it way too complicated in doing things and overthink. I have to, the fact is, on my on my iMac computer, I'm sitting in front of. Looks like a drive-in theater on my desk, right? <laughs> of course, the young people don't even know what drive-in theater is, probably. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I have one. I have little sticking notes all over it. Still like sticking notes. And one of them says, "Don't overthink it." <laughs> Keep it simple, keep it understandable, because if I can't make it that way, you have it on your website. I brought it to your attention earlier, Alan. If you uh-huh. can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Yep. Right. Albert Einstein, right? So, yep. you know, and so we got to keep things really simple, really plain and understandable, and teachable and duplicatable, of course, and all those things. So, but, but the team is, is everything. It's totally essential from our spouses to our business groups. In this case, our spouses and business groups intertwine. So it's really something special. Well, and, you know, I love the fact that, you know, team is nomadic. You know, they can, you can up, and, you, and you've told me that from the very beginning, and, and I've passed that on to, you know, all of my clients, and I know that Chris has done the same. The good team travels, and, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the opportunity is an opportunity, but the team is the real value. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs maybe don't buy into, is that they don't do it alone. There is a team, and regardless of what the industry is, you take the people with you. That's the key. That's what you're building is that relationship, and that's worth a trillion dollars. Yeah, and you know when you've got your your your, your type A personality driver guy who wants to control everything and wants to you know run the show and be the be the show, he'll never have residual income because it all right. depends on him or her. 
And it all totally depends on you. I don't know how long that'll last. It might last. But, uh, you know, when you've got a team of people in place who think alike and work alike and have you know, so many things in common and you do, you have common goals, common interests and all those things. I mean, I want my people to make, I, I want our people to make more money than us. I, I want them to do that. You know, that say, goes, say, say, say that again. I want our people to out-earn us. I love it. Period. Yeah. Because if they do that, what's my future look like? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's, it's, enough said of that, but it's a matter of, you know, if you want good long-term residual income, find great people and help them win. Yeah. Yep. That the is the, the key. That is the key. That is the key. Chris, what else have you got for us? Well, I'm just, you know, obviously taking this all in because um, I'm a true believer that everything happens for reasons. And, you know, I'm listening to this just as everybody else is listening to this and, you know, evaluating and looking at the things that are important to me and and, and certainly not, uh, you know, trying to multitask or anything like that. But, you know, you certainly are providing some insight. And, you know, that's why the show is, uh, you know, what it is. And that's why people come and, and listen is because, a lot of times you'll come and you're listening to exactly what you need to hear. And I think, um, you know, you just kind of caught me in that moment, Alan. But, uh, you know, the show goes so quick. I uh, Reed, I mean, you know, one thing I like to ask our guests, uh, you know, will you come back on the show someday? I'd love to. I'd love to. I, I love to. Like I said before, I love people. I love to communicate with people. Of course, uh, from a business perspective, I want to reach more people. I want to give people opportunity. And... Uh, you know, I absolutely believe in what we're doing, and and so absolutely, I'd love to be back on. Absolutely. Well, maybe you're, we can uh, wrangle you're Dennis welcome. to come on with you. What's that? I said maybe we can wrangle Dennis to come on with you. Yeah, absolutely, no question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great, and and certainly the intelligent part of the whole thing that way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, well, it's that time of the show, uh, Reed, and we've got something we call uh, Rapid Bold Insight. And if you don't mind, I'd love to ask you a couple of questions that you can give us, you know, quick responses on and, and, and for people, well, our audience, to understand uh, a little bit about you and what's personal on that. Uh, so if we can get going, I'll ask you five questions and you just, you know, let them rip. Go for it. What book do you recommend either you, that you've read, uh, read, or that you're reading now? The book I would recommend people start with if they're starting into a personal development program is The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David Schwartz. It's a very been around a long, long time, but I think for beginners in the section of personal growth in their life, I think that's a phenomenal start. From there, I graduated into Think and Grow Rich and some other heavier-duty books. But I think the very first one I would get a hold of is uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. I would agree. It's a great, great book. book. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I started out that way. What uh, do you do for fun, Reed? What's some things that you do for fun? Oh, fun. I do a lot of things for fun. But, um, <laughs> we, you know, we've got uh, four kids and 15 grandkids now. And, uh, and that number's we, grown uh, since last time we talked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had another baby a couple months ago, so there you go. Uh, the kids figured it out. <laughs> but uh, we enjoy the heck out of going to watch our older, all the kids, but I mean, the older grandchildren now are teenagers and they're, uh, you know, they, they play sports and do things. We love to go watch the kids and support them. Of course, our own kids as well and their activities and things. And Yvonne and I love to travel together. We like to, you know, we love to go to movies. 
I love I'm a movie it. buff. And so we've always had a movie theater in our home. I love to sit back and stretch out. Wow, look at that big old screen and the sound system that blows your doors off. I just love that <laughs> stuff. But I can stay home and have a ball right there. But uh, mainly, you know, we just love to we we love to live. You know, and uh, our new venture, their their whole motto is live life unlimited. I think it's such a great motto. Live life. You know, and uh, whatever that is for people is what you got to do. You got to live it. Live life. I love it. And certainly, sir, you are. And I love that. Uh, Tell me what technology has helped your business the most. Uh, Well, in this day and age, I would think the the video conference technology, Zoom. We use Zoom a lot. There's Skype and there's other ones out there. But Zoom has just really been able to help us. Do I mean uh, recently we had uh, we did a video conference with uh, we, we were on every continent on Earth except for Antarctica. Wow! Nice. I was, I was sitting at my desk and we had four hundred locations on. We we're sitting right here. Never left the house. It was great. And uh, you know, uh, so that to me, that's the, the technology of the day for me is Zoom. It's awesome. Yeah, it's love a great, it. Great platform. Yeah, and and certainly uh, you know the barrier to entry. Um, to connect with people is is completely eliminated with technology, and Zoom is a great uh, great program. So thanks for, for sharing. Free. Doesn't cost them a dime, you know. So it's great. Yeah. Absolutely, and uh, certainly is a great platform for those who uh, who want to connect with people and uh, you know get yourself out there. And and certainly if um, you know for our audience, if you're interested, uh, you know, in what um, Reed's doing, we're going to get his information soon. Right after this, last question: What quote? Well, actually, I have two more questions. Then we'll wrap it up. What quote has had the most impact on you, Reed? Well, I've, I've mentioned it twice here on the call, so I guess it must be which, the one that's in my mind. And it's that uh, first, it's your attitude at the beginning of a task, which more than anything else will bring about its successful outcome. Real nightingale. Fantastic. Great quote. Thank you for sharing that. And one last question, my friend. What is your next bold move <laughs> we're in it right now i love it <laughs> we, we, we made the bold move now we're just uh, applying uh, work ethic contacts everything we can to a phenomenal phenomenal company and great product line that's never been seen before never and it's a uh, it's it's an amazing amazing situation and which is what we were looking we were looking for amazing we found it Awesome. Tell us about that, Reed, uh, before we uh, have Alan, um, you know, bring us to an end here. I'd love for you to, you know, tell people uh, about how they can connect with you because yeah. this is what it's all about is, is connecting, uh, you know, if they heard something today and they, and they like what they heard, um, that's what we want to do is help them connect with you. How do they do that? Absolutely. Well, it's going to be real simple. I like, I, I'm the king of simple here. You know? <laughs> I love simple. So, and even though it's the, I know I'm going to give you my cell number, which is really dangerous, okay? (laughs) I love it. But but what I want you to do is remember, text me. Don't call me. Text me. Text. There we go. And that's the area code, 503-720-1101. Again, 503-720-1101. Or you can email me, which I'm one of those guys who still looks at emails, because I get (laughs) lots of them. and that is my name. It's R-E-I-D, Reed, middle initial T, like in Thomas, Nelson, N-E-L-S-O-N. So R-E-I-D-T-N-E-L-S-O-N at hotmail.com. And uh, 
would love to chat with anybody and everybody because I'm telling you what, we have something to offer, and it's, it's really fun. I love it, and you heard it, folks. If you're sitting there and you want you know, some change and you, and you want to go out there and create something for yourself, you heard Reed's story. I mean, he's the man to follow and uh, someone great to connect with and, and certainly, um, you know, a great mentor. So, you know, reach out. He gave it you could. direct access. Yes, sir. Just one little more comment. Yes, sure. of course. It's just, it's just one little thing. Because I've, I've said this for years, 40 years probably. But we got involved in business for three reasons. Number one was money. Okay, let's be honest here. <laughs> you know, money makes the world go around. Zig Ziglar said, you know, money's right up there next to oxygen. Right. Right? <laughs> you don't <laughs> have so it? Got, <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be in business, you might as well make it a profitable one. So people got to get by or, or beyond the idea, well, we're going about money. Well, money's awesome. You know, it, it controls most of us. We just don't think of it that way. Okay, so number one reason we, we wanted to make a profit. Number two was to have fun. Just plain old-fashioned fun. Is what you're doing fun or not? You know, most people it's not. So make money, have fun. And lastly, and the most important thing, is the word impact. To have impact in people's lives, physically and financially. And I said to myself all these years, if I can find things where I can make money, I can have fun, and I can help people, it just doesn't get any better than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I just want to say, Reed, you know, 18 years ago, you gave me your cell number and you told me these three things. And your consistency is is admirable, which is why you're in the position that you're in, why you've been, you know, to the top and continuing on the top, and uh, why you've been able to, you know, impact so many lives and so many people. It's because you have made it simple and you have been relevant and available. And I just got to say, I honor you for that. Thank you. We're at that time. I hate to say it, but I'm looking at the time that's ticking here. And, um, you know, our, our, our conference has gone a little bit past what we, uh, what we had intended, but great content. But we, Reed, we'd like to leave the audience with uh, a, a question, uh, a bold move. And so with that said, what one bold move would you like to leave on the minds of the audience today? Something they can do today and maybe institute to make their life, you know, or their business or their family a little bit better. You know what? Reach out to somebody and shake their hand. Put a smile on your face. Ask them how they're doing. You know, my favorite question of all time is this one. If you could change one thing in your life today, right now, this minute, what would it be? And then when you have that answer, do something about it. Make a decision. You know, if you're sitting on the phone today and the, the bold move is make a decision. What are you going to uh, do? Then be happy about it. Make a decision. Yep. So there you go. Wisdom. Wisdom, folks. Wisdom, you know, for our audience. Thank you so much, Reed. You're a uh, class pleasure. act, my friend, and uh, we look forward to having you back. And good luck on your ventures and certainly uh, any way that we can help, we certainly will. Alan, always a pleasure, my friend. Likewise, likewise, Chris, it's a blast doing this with you. And, and uh, Reed, uh, thanks for coming on the show. You know, it's, it's been fun being able to have you. And uh, it's an honor to be able to have you. And it's something that, uh, you know, that, that personally that I've been able to give back to you for all that you've done for me. And, 
And, uh, you know, we want you back on. We want you to come bring more wisdom and, and updates as to what's going on. But uh, we, we, we thank you so much. And I know the audience is going gonna, is gonna to love the nuggets you gave today. Well, you're welcome, and thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You bet there you, you go. And thank you uh, for everyone listening in. If you have any uh, insight or, you know, you want to, you know, provide a question or you want us to find out some information, you can certainly email us at info at thinkboldbebold.com or you can find us on our social media channels as well and uh, come and give a comment on iTunes we always appreciate them thank you uh, for tuning in and it wouldn't be a show without me saying do something nice for someone today this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com